I uh, I tried to get a meeting today with an influencer manager, quote unquote, and he was basically like, "Call me back when you have half a million followers." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> right. you, you got big timed by an influencer manager." <laughs> I got big time. There are influencer managers. Like, are they gonna like place you in a hype house? Yeah, that's what I want. You know, <laughs> Play, I want to live in a house with a pool and a bunch of you know zoomers. Yeah, a bunch of zoomers <laughs> and like where every light is a ring light. A lot of workout equipment. Yeah, is that so much to ask? Um, yeah, but he's like, I don't know. It's just that thing when like whenever you try and take a meeting in like LA on anything with any possible representation. They're always like, I don't really know anything about that. So ask someone else. And it's like, all right. <laughs> like who Pleading does that? <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Is it a thing with like, somebody knows. you have to hit five, half a million. Is that like across all of your different social media platforms? Do you have to hit half a million on one? Or is it a thing? Like if you have to ask you, you don't have enough. I think Instagram is different because I think it's harder to gain traction. I don't know, mm -hmm. but that's my my sense. Yeah, is this like a we'll call you situation? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. CIA. <laughs> I did I did book a commercial, a TV commercial. Nice. There you go. What what, what are you hawking? Yeah. I don't know if I can tell what it is. Um Ryan can bleep it out. Yeah. Will, Ryan, can you bleep will, it will out? He, though? It's for Oh, it's it's not nice. it's not bad. Is this better than like the preparation H or something like that? Or something like <laughs> yeah, my, my agent did send me out once for an anti-meth PSA and that would not be as fun to <laughs> book. Oh, this was a thing that happened to a friend of mine that like took some like generic headshots um, that like it's one of his friends was like a student photographer that was trying to like make it in like the stock image market. And so he took some like <laughs> photos of this friend of mine and like uh he's so there's like three ads on the subway that he could be in and i'm pretty sure like <laughs> i think i feel like i know which one yes he will be. <laughs> yes like he he got into subway ads and this was like five years after the photos <laughs> yes. were taken and there was like uh, it's just like a, a generic photo of him like wearing glasses with like a baseball hat and like smiling and like i saw him for a thing of like get uh, your mba at bard today and then there was another one of like, oh, this halfway house is like helping me get back on my feet. And then there was another one about like, I, I find all the best things at Key Foods. And he had like no idea this was what was happening to him. He had no, uh, like no one ever contacted him about it. And this was like years after the fact. And even his friend, he contacted was like, what the fuck? I'm in like, people are thinking I'm a drug addict now because I'm in all these subway ads saying that like I used to do heroin. That's a scary thing about that stuff. You never know how your, your likeness can be used. Yeah. So Albert, be very, very careful with uh, taking any generic uh, headshots where that head might end up being shot. End up on a scabies ad on the subway. <laughs> I mean, this is the result of a lot of like auditioning for things that sounded insane or like seemed real. And then like, as you're doing it, like, wait, this is not real. Like there's so many stupid scams and shit. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I've lived here my whole life and I have like people that I could be like, Hey, does this seem real? And they'll be like, no, but there's so all these auditions and shit online are like a lot of them are cons and stuff. It's crazy. When I used to work at robot chicken, like that was like the two buildings of the robot chicken studio were on either side of central casting. So like every morning when I went into work, there would just be a line of the most interesting looking people like stretching all the way down the block 
And it was always like interesting because like everyone in that line was super, super self-conscious about like, you know, like I, I've never booked anything. I'm just here in LA. Like I, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be the next big thing. So like walking down that line of just like all, like every single person, like sizing you up and like comparing your relative, like, I don't know, attractiveness or bookability compared to themselves was just like the worst feeling to have all that like ray of judgment. But I, I always wanted to go through it, but I just never did it. I was I was an extra once on, or twice on This Is Us, and people who do that are just like the worst people. Like you feel bad for you want to feel bad for them because it's like that's not what people have moved to Hollywood to try and do. But just like people who be, work consistently as extras have like such a, a bizarre personality. David, what would you have worn to your central casting if you had not if you had gone through with it? Ooh. I don't know, maybe my like eat mo pie moon pie t-shirt. <laughs> or like, I don't know, maybe I'd like a character for it. Uh We'll see, just like something that makes you memorable. Maybe my pants t-shirt, my like capital country one <laughs> that I spent like $130 on even if it was 70% off sale at the Union Make closing. I think it's like Unfortunately, you can't wear anything interesting if you're going to a casting call because it's like... Yeah, they're going to have to blur it, it they, like on the real world. Well, I think also like the people that work in entertainment so rarely see good clothes that they're like, what the... You know, it's like... Because actors don't typically... They dress so generically. Mm-hmm. So it's like... And they don't dress themselves. Yeah, you throw like a t-shirt and jeans or else they'll be all in a tizzy. You need like a big scoop hem and some Chelsea boots and maybe a brunch hat. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool guy outfit right there. Like the hem that is so scooped that you're like, I feel like you need to manage it. Like in every sitting scenario. Yeah, you have to like, you have to like curtsy. Like, yeah, like if you like if you're eating and you drop food between your legs, you're probably like it's cat. It's getting held up like a net a on your T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, then you're just standing over subway grates at opportune times to catch the attention of the casting director. Wow. Yeah, very wrong. Monroe. I guess I feel like that's like specifically like central casting in New York is just law and order, right? I mean, there was a time I think where like only like four shows actively filmed in New York and they were all law and orders and any an actor in New York had been in every single one. Um, but that's changed now. The tax breaks. Yeah. Wait, David. So you brought you bought that pants T-shirt from Union Made. I did. I remember when that came in. Yeah, I do too. I think I have. I think I have some burn copy on that one. Just like on the glove, the glove hat burn copy actually made the light of day when Wellspent closed. I was like, "Fuck it, we're putting this on the internet." But I don't think the the T-shirt the or the pants shirt made it. Yeah, Gerald was like actively updating me for like when was the optimal time that I could buy the pants shirt. Because I'd wanted the pants shirt since it like went online, but uh, it was like four hundred dollars retail, which I'm I'm not gonna spend that on a t-shirt. But when it went to like seventy percent off final sale, I was there for it. I was on a train in the middle of the Nevada desert, like trying to refresh my like four G internet on my phone to like type in my credit card number and get it, and and I got it. So for those of us like myself who don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, what is this shirt? Oh, dude, hold on a sec. I'll go get it. <laughs> okay. It's a <laughs> this visual medium. When 
when you see the pant shirt, uh huh, you're gonna understand why we call it the pant shirt. Okay. Oh. No, but hold on. There's a front and a back. Oh. So, like, this is actually relevant because we're about to talk exclusively with the photographer for Capital about a Capital Country collection, and this is a Capital Country shirt. So, it's a T-shirt that has an imprint of pants, like uh, on oh. it. Oh. So it has. A so, pair- for the viewers at home, it's a white T-shirt with a pair of distressed jeans on the front, facing forward, and it appears on the back. It's the back. It's side the back of, of the jeans. pair of jeans, and it has this like applique on it, so you can see that like it oh. it like flakes off. So these like the jeans on the shirt actually fade and distress as you wear oh. the shirt. Wow, you guys can't see David, but he's lighting up. I've never seen him I so elated. Legitimately, <laughs> never been more excited about a piece of clothing. <laughs> yeah. I love this so much. <laughs> When we when we got this in, I think my copy for this was just this is a pant shirt. Like I think that's what I said. I said this is the pant shirt. Yeah. There's pants on the front and there's pants on the back. The front of the pants are on the front and the back of the pants are on the back. Back. And that was like I was like, will this fly for copy? I should probably rewrite this. And it's like kind that's of genuinely fuzzy. very cool. Yeah. I, I, that's very. I cool. don't wear it nearly enough because like I'm afraid to wash it, and like I don't oh. want my fades to. I, I want my fades to really mean it on this t-shirt. But I think like, oh, I've course. had this for like. Uh, how long has it been since Union made uh, bid it? Like 2018, 2019? 2019, 2019? I think it's 2019. I, know, I, I was 2019. So, yeah, it was sounds two, right. So it was two years. I, I just need to uh, to give in and, and actually wear the shirt. That's not going to be the strip club fade, <laughs> though. Like the specifically <laughs> the one that you just see how that goes. We have a lot of fade experiments to to do here. Yeah, we can we can put a mini sandy pad on the lap of the pants on the shirt. <laughs> Just the pants, or just the lap? Just the lap. What a cold open. Yeah, I think Ryan can cut it off at some point there. Okay, welcome back to Heddle's Blowout. It is me and Reed and Albert, and we're here with a very good friend of the pod and returning guest, Eric Vatek. Eric, how's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. That uh, got you on today like uh, to talk about an uh, event, incident, controversy. I don't know the, the, the correct terminology for it of uh capital's latest book or the the latest like country collection and the uh unintentional like uh political uh chinese nationalist controversy that it set off is i mean all around free tibet like you know free tibet isn't a thing that you would think is that like controversial in the west although i guess it's been a while since richard gear has been in a movie after he did that thing at the oscars but uh Eric, I uh, just wondered if you could walk us through sort of what happened, because you know, most of my, uh, my recounting of it or understanding of it is just through talking to you beforehand. Yeah, so I guess it was only like a week ago, maybe. Yeah, roughly a week ago, we did a photo shoot in Los Angeles for the, and it wasn't really for the full capital collection. It was specifically the country they call it country with a K. It's like the kind of the remade, reworked items. 
And so it was just a one day shoot um, as opposed to the four day shoot. But some of the product, it was a very definitely like a strong hippie vibe with, you know, like patched up bell bottom jeans. But a few a few of the products said free Tibet, um, which I think at the time seemed kind of harmless. Um, And, you know, we did the photo shoot and uh, once they put the photos online on, on Instagram, they had this sort of like seriously intense reaction from, uh, you know, presumably Chinese uh, people, um, but really kind of over the top, like people were commenting like, you know, we're going to kill your mother. Um, you know, we should drop another nuke on Japan. Uh, you know, a lot of comments about Fukushima, like you should drink, you know, you've been drinking too much Fukushima water, like really kind of over the top, um, pretty intense, you know, comments. And, and one of, there was a few photos and like one of the, one of the posts had like over a thousand comments. And I think another one had almost a thousand comments. So it wasn't, this, it wasn't just like. 20, you know, 10 or 20 disgruntled customers saying, Hey, look, I'm Chinese. I really don't appreciate this free Tibet thing. It was like a, th- I think it was really like an orchestrated, these weren't customers making the comments. This was like a, like a, almost like an organized attack. Wow. Yeah. It, I, I noticed it of just like seeing, I, I saw some of the original posts when they went up and I was like, Oh, neat. Okay. And I, I threw it a, a like and then kept moving. But yeah, and revisiting, I think some of them had like upwards of three thousand comments, and you just scroll through. Yeah. Like I'm looking at one of them now is like Capital took down um, the the post that had anything to do with free Tibet. Yeah, but even the other ones here, the most recent ones are like free Tokyo, free Japan, like Capital 1984 to 2021, like just poop emoji. Uh, yeah, there's a like, lot of poop emojis. <laughs> yeah, there's like thousands of them. Um, so I'm guessing this was not what was expected. Uh, when like is you you'll just like shot this is like you shot all the capital books and like most all of Capital's editorial, but uh, this was turned around really quickly, and yeah, I guess it, as uh became controversial just as quickly. Well, be, you know, because uh, I mean, a lot of brands have done this, but because skateboarding's in the Olympics, you know, um. Kiro had the idea to shoot skateboarding and I think they really wanted to release the photos to coincide with sort of, you know, the skateboarding event and um, also the, obviously the clothing coming out. So we, we shot it and they released it very quickly. Um, and yeah, definitely did not anticipate how turned around it got. Um, but you know, like, it, with with capital like frequently you know we we don't take ourselves like super serious so we you know we joke around and we have a lot of playful stuff in the photos and you know something might be a little bit political but we don't i guess we don't really we don't really think of it as obviously free tibet's like a sort of a political statement but i think i think maybe what these these maybe what the chinese audience doesn't understand is that it's you know, the whole free Tibet thing's kind of tied into sort of a hippie, liberal kind of college movement almost. So it's not like, nobody's saying like down with China. It's like, 
you know, free Tibet to us, at least to Westerners, I think has sort of connotations of sort of hippie, um, mm. Woodstock, um, you know, almost more like a fashion lifestyle. It is much but, more superficial here. Is, is it that way in Japan too, based on Kiro's understanding of it? Well, I think the problem with J- Japan and China have a history, um, kind of going back to the, uh, the, you know, 1930s when Japan invaded China, there's, I guess, still a lot of, obviously a lot of bad, bad feelings. I mean, whereas I think for us, you know, like China, I mean, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, but we don't sit around like cursing the Japanese in 2021. You know, we got, we kind of got over it where it doesn't seem like, you know, maybe the, maybe China hasn't quite gotten over, um, you know, this stuff. Well, at least in my understanding of history, they did a bit more than <laughs> bomb Pearl Harbor in China. But yeah, uh, uh, is a thing that I, I, I was surprised to see it. But yeah, as you said, like, you know, something like Free Tibet has a lot more implications in a country like China than it does over in the United States. And like, do you know of the, the like split of how much product they're moving in China? Uh, I, I, that I, I don't know. I know that China has become good, you know, good customers, um, at least in person in the store. Like, but I, I'm not even sure. I don't know if they wholesale to China or not. But once again, I think it's really important to really try to stress. And I believe, I believe this. I don't believe that all of those comments were from customers. I think it's like mm-hmm. some sort of orchestrated, you know, troll cyber attack it's not it's not 3000 chinese customers making comments mm-hmm. it's it's like i received i personally received like one comment from i think what was an actual customer and it was very well written you know really explained his side like why he was offended or why he was disturbed um and it wasn't really an attack it was just one actual true customer sort of explaining to me why you know why he was disappointed that you know capital used this logo this slogan but but the stuff that's the 3000 that you're talking about on the capitals instagram that's i i don't believe for a second that that's actual customers that that are you know taking it to that level right cuz looking at the instagram some of these like accounts have like 12 followers and they seem like they have posts going back. They don't see. Yeah. I mean, it could easily be a bot or something. Yeah. I mean, I think they call it a troll farm. Um, It's basically almost like a military unit that, you know, is just waiting to attack you, you know, you know, like Marriott, you know, Marriott hotel had, you know, they, they very, I think innocently, like on their website, they listed like, what country do you want to stay in? And they listed Tibet as one of the countries. And, you know, there was a huge drama about that, you know, just all they had was like a little drop down menu and it, it was an international incident and China disabled the Marriott website for a week. And, um, even at this Olympics, you know, there was the Olympic, the broadcast showed a map of China and it didn't include Taiwan and the Chinese, you know, were deeply offended supposedly. And, and then I think yesterday there was a photo of the Chinese weightlifter and, you know, wait, wait, when weightlifters are, are lifting weights, their face looks a certain way. They don't look like we do right now, you know, 
And the mm-hmm. Chinese were offended by the photo. They said it. They said he looked ugly, and like it was purposely <laughs> used to like make him look ugly. <laughs> it's just like you know, for 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 it just seems like for like for such a powerful, wealthy nation that just seems is you know I don't know is it a nation of snowflakes that can't that can't handle a little <laughs> you know a little a little jab? I mean, you know. Well, I feel like the like the average person in China probably can't access these sites, right? Like, aren't these controlled in China? Yeah, Is I don't that even. The case? That's the other thing. Yeah. So, I don't even. I for an average Chinese person to even access Instagram, I don't. Do they have to use a VPN? Maybe, like a you know, yeah. or, a, or a proxy server. Like, so it's not like your average Chinese person can just like hop on Instagram and check out. Like how, how would they even know to look at Capitals Instagram? Like, you know, so <laughs> that's why I think it was like, once somebody realized that Capital had these, this clothing, I think that it became, it became kind of like an organized, um, I don't know what you want to call it, hit job or. Uh, what is, is Capital reacted to it yet? I haven't seen any statement come out or. I th- uh, well. Other than just know, deleting the posts. Japanese people in general, I think, you know, they don't, like controversy they don't like to create waves you know they're sort of notorious for sort of avoiding um conflict at least That's socially been your experience with uh, capital as a as a company well so i think i think you know capital removed the photos i think they may have even just canceled some of that product um i don't know that officially but that's sort of what i think happened well, you know, Kiro, I mean, Kiro obviously felt strongly enough about Free Tibet that he actually like designed and made the product, but he, you know, he definitely was not, his goal was not to offend people or hurt people's feelings. And if it, you know, if, if, you know, we like to have fun and sometimes push the boundaries. I mean, especially with the country photos, the intention is that the photos are a little bit edgier and, you know, like we're dumping beer on people or we're fighting or we're, you know, where we did another country shoot where it was like a bunch of like fighting and, and some sex and, you know, chains and, you know, kind of a biker theme. And, and so the intention was for these photos to be kind of a little bit edgier, but, you know, we're at the same time, we're not, that wasn't not, the thing. <laughs> yeah. We're not, <laughs> we're not, our it. goal isn't to like make big political statements or offend people or, 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 you know, alienate customers i mean obviously that's not the intention so i think the it was very unexpected what kind of what happened i mean it just sucks because i think that like the even if like free tibet in the u.s is kind of like making like maybe like a generic anti-vietnam war statement like maybe it's kind of watered down like it does suck that like it is kind of like you know it is protesting like I guess what some might call a human rights violation or a violation of a state's, you know, sovereignty. Yeah. And it, it sucks that that could be misconstrued as like a personal attack on individual citizens of a nation that are like, by and large, not participating in that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I think what Kiro, what Kiro really like, what Kiro likes about Tibet, because, you know, he, he really, he definitely, he genuinely, respects sort of like indigenous people like native americans and tibetans and we we worked with when we shot in africa we shot with the maasai and i i think kiro 
you know, he really genuinely admires and sort of respects these cultures. And, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know to what extent, you know, the, one of the t-shirts had the Dalai, Dalai Lama's face on it. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, Kira, Kira was just thinking about that, about kind of honoring or sort of respecting Tibetans, you know, and, and he definitely was not looking to like attack China or offend China. You I don't know? think anyone would go out of their way to offend China in their right mind. Yeah. But, but, you know, they do, they do have a lot of power and, and, you know, they, they use that power. So like, once again, like in the Olympics, you know, like Taiwan isn't allowed to be even be called Taiwan. It's not allowed to fly the Taiwanese flag. And, um, it's called, uh, China Taipei or something like that. And they have a different flag. And, and if you're just like back when they actually had people that could go to the Olympics and sit in the stands, like if you wore a, a t-shirt with a Taiwan flag on it, you'd be escorted out. Like, so, you know, China has, I guess, mostly economically just has so much influence in the world that, that, you know, everywhere from, you know, major corporations, governments um, are just, you know, sort of walking on eggshells to not offend uh, China. Yeah, it was a similar thing with uh, the NBA a couple of years ago, which, Reed, you probably know this story much better than, than any of us. Uh, it, uh, there was that as well as like the, um, it was for like the recent Fast and the Furious movie, like John Cena referred to Taiwan, I think, as existing. And he had to like release a like five minute statement in Mandarin, like apologizing for it. And no, no judgment on anything aside from the fact that that it looked like a hostage video. Like it looked <laughs> like he should have been holding up like today's newspaper when he recorded that one. You know, the yeah. Daryl, the Daryl Morey situation that ended up like turning into a LeBron James situation a few years ago was, was fascinating. Yeah. I'm hesitant to like to comment in any way on that side. I know it's complicated. It does seem yeah, I guess I did the hero have any idea that it was I know you said like he didn't think it was going to start start this type of sort of like flame war on Instagram, but do you think he had any notion that it could? Like that it was I mean that it was it's a historically sensitive subject. Like did he have any idea that he could be sort of poking it in that regard? I, I want to say that he must have had some thought, but but you know, he doesn't really, he's not really on Instagram and he doesn't really like sit around looking at the internet the way we all probably do. So, and I, I even, you know, when I saw the clothing, I said, oh, are you, you know, are you cool with like, are you concerned at all about, you know, your Chinese customers? And, you know, he, he didn't really, I think he, he knew what I was talking, he knew what I was getting at, but I don't, he didn't really have like, he didn't really have much of a reply. I mean, I, I don't think that he, re I don't think he imagined in a million years. I don't think he imagined that response. Like he just, I think he maybe naively thought, well, they just won't buy that product. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they'll, if they walk into capital, they might see a free Tibet socks and they're just not going to buy those socks. And I think that he, he just thought, Oh, I, in his mind, he was just maybe losing some sock sales, <laughs> you know, and, or maybe they're not going to buy that jacket, but you know, I don't think he was thinking that this is going to yeah, be like this crazy, this, this drama. 
that it turned out to be. But, you know, the reality is, so one of the products was this sort of very, probably very expensive, um, like souvenir jacket that, but, you know, typically they say Japan and they have like an eagle, like embroidered, but this said Tibet and it had like a little map of Tibet. Well, how many of those did they even make? Maybe they made, you know, 20 or, Mm -hmm. so you're not even like talking about, it's not like we're talking about the gap or, um, Ralph Lauren even, or Levi's, like the, the amount of product that exist that would have existed to offend anybody would have been so so few that nobody would have maybe even ever seen it you know like once those 20 jackets were gone it would have just been gone you know maybe they would have become the real uh capital collector's items (laughs) yeah if you if you can get your hands on a free tibet jacket you know well, look, here's a couple of guys that will wear controversial canceled samples, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, believe me, I, I said, I asked, I talked to Kiro yesterday and I was like, or the day, maybe the day before, and I was like, hey, since, since that's canceled, can you send me the... <laughs> mm-hmm. just, we love you know, free just, stuff. He just sort of laughed like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But Yeah, that's all been burned. <laughs> oh, yikes. I, I think it's really difficult, though, for like any... Uh, fashion designer to do anything politically just because of like the production times and like making something that can be summed up as something that's like as unnuanced as a piece of clothing of uh in the 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 example that i was thinking of here was like the noah t-shirt that said god protect robert Mueller," which is just like looking back on it being like oh god like yeah like that that feels like it was forever ago but and it, uh, and it wasn't just noah there was like 15 store like awake new york was in on that union la was in on that like there were a lot of people that jumped in on that one it, it's hard um although yeah like free tibet when you first sent me the book eric and i or the the photo collection i watched i saw it i was like oh yeah like free tibet cool it's in the thrasher font that's pretty neat I, that's yeah. kind of funny but I had no idea it would become to this until you started sending me screenshots of the uh, uh, of the comment section. Yeah, like you know, and I, and, and there's a photo of like like a skater wearing like a monk's clothing, like a robe, <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, maybe somebody will you know get get offended by that, or or you know, and we shot in this bar called Jumbo's Clown Room, which. It's not even Big a strip fan. bar, but it, it looks like a, it looks like a strip bar, but it's a it's actually a there's no nudity. It's just a pole dancing bar, and I thought, oh, maybe somebody will get you know a little bit offended by that. And one one woman did message me that she was offended by that, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, but I, I I thought there were all these other reasons somebody might get offended, and and I, I really didn't think that it was going to be free Tibet, like. Mm-hmm. The actual like subject of the clothes, <laughs> not anything that you did as a uh, in the the photographing of it. Yeah, this is the thing with like country is that like you're sort of pushing the bounds of of good taste and like uh like offensive imagery. At least I remember the like fucking country book or like collection from a uh, a few years ago that was like kind of disturbing and frightening. Well, that that was like you know the the direction from Kira was to make, make this as intense and as wild as you dare, as you, you can possibly make it. So literally careful what you wish for here. (laughs) 
Yeah, but but that book, I mean, there was literally there was like photos of like, you know, people like we had obviously fake blood, but we had people fighting with blood all over their face, and we had, you know, there was somebody having what appeared that they were having sex in a car, and and we had like a a girl with a pentag pentagram scratched into her chest with a black plastic garbage bag over her head. Um, there was people doing coke on the hood of my truck. Like it was just, you know, we pushed it pretty much. And, but it was, but it was shot with like a really tight, like close group of my friends who all understood like, this is, you know, fun. Um, and maybe it was just long enough ago that, 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 that there was no reaction, you know, five, six years ago, I think weirdly was, is different than now, you know, like, um, mm. I'm sure I put the photos on my Instagram, but uh, I don't. I didn't get a single comment like, "Oh, you're horrible," you know. So, so with these country, this the photos that we just shot in LA, it was supposed to be that was sort of the same. The same goal was to have, you know, sort of wild, you know, the skateboard version of those photos. Which I actually I didn't even end up pushing it as much as I wanted to. I just I had I got food poisoning. The 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 like right before shooting and um what the hard the hard thing about shooting skateboarders is that they just keep skateboarding so it's like i'd get the shot and then i'd be like okay guys like we gotta like move on to the next thing and but they just kept they would skateboard for like another 20 minutes and just ignore <laughs> me because we were in this like cool empty swimming pool so it was really hard to actually we got most of the shots done but it was just it was it was a lot of time got a lot of time got eaten up just by them having fun you know look forward to the next collection and see uh how much further the envelope can be pushed if not by <laughs> free tibet by by something at least intentional yeah well the normal uh, you know like like a, the regular capital photos we 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 tried to not offend people <laughs> so mm -hmm. you know they're a little it's a little bit more like you know peace and love and smiley faces and you know um so i don't know i don't know if, when or if we'll ever get to sh try the country photos again but i think i think as a brand one thing that they maybe what they should do is maybe try to like differentiate like regular capital from this country concept because i think that's part of what's confusing to customers maybe is like you know, they know capital is capital, but then all of a sudden there's these crazy, you know, maybe a little bit crazier photos and maybe it's confusing, like, why is capital suddenly, you know, pouring beer in, your, you know, in a monk's mouth or, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, and that would insulate you from these future things where it's like, yeah, you might just lose some sock sales, but from a different brand, it wouldn't be yeah, the, the main exactly. one. Yeah, mm. exactly. Oh yeah. So maybe that's something he'll think about um for moving forward. Well, uh, thanks for your time, Eric. Appreciate you coming on and and talking oh, no to problem. us like right in the the wake of this happening. Um so you you can see some of the photos that I guess no longer exist on Capital on your Instagram. Uh, yeah, there's and, yeah, there's a few there. Yeah, and we've got them as well that I I think we're publishing this week or by the time this episode's out it'll probably already be published. Uh as well as uh, some of your Photoshop ones. Yeah. Did I, did I give you the, the Photoshop versions? You did. 
Uh, yeah. So maybe I should just quickly explain what I did. Yeah, let us have it. As a reaction, I I, I um, was thinking about well, what what can I could I change free Tibet into something else, and I came up with free bidet, and a, you know a b b e d e t, and um, so sort of as a joke. So I it's def- that that's like super not official. You know, that's completely me just joking around. But but I have it translated into Chinese just in case there's any, you know, confusion about what I'm, what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. the, the Chinese translation is like, like free ass wash. So <laughs> maybe they'll get the, the pun. Yeah. So wow, I'd love a free bidet souvenir jacket. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to get him to make that. At least that he could make maybe without getting attacked, you know. All right. Thanks so much for your time, Eric. Uh, it, people can follow you. It's uh, just at Eric Kvatek on Instagram. Uh, yeah, at Eric Kvatek, at least until I get hacked by China and, you know, removed from existence. You can follow me there. We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the noon membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code EXTRABLOWOUT. All right, and we're back, and we're continuing with our segment from last week, our weekly MVPs, in which uh, we pick out a thing that we already own, not something that we're coveting, but just something that we, we happen to be vibing with in the past week. Um... And talk about, you know, what is it, where we got it, how long have we had it, we done anything to it, and you know, why is it why is it resonating with us right now? Uh so who who wants to go first with show and tell this week? Yeah. Um, so my my pick for the week is a relatively new addition to my wardrobe. Um, it's a vintage uh Engelbert Humperdinck concert t shirt. Um, for those of you who don't know who Engelbert Humperdinck is, uh, he is kind of like a lounge singer type. He's, uh, British. He's kind of like a contemporary of Tom Jones with like, without kind of the sexual charisma that Tom Jones has. Hard sell. Um, yeah. So I just have always thought he was very funny. I've been into him since I was in high school and, um, my friend Soraya, uh, moved to LA and on my birthday, she found this t-shirt on ebay and i'd actually been looking at it for a long time but i couldn't justify picking it up and she like lowballed the guy and, and it came through um but it's got like a great font on the front it's like a nice gray t-shirt it fits just perfect um i feel like the weather right now in la when i'm in my house i just want to wear like a really kind of weathered vintage t-shirt that has that like breathable feel to it um the font's great it says live in concert on the back um yeah, it's just like a quirky, goofy piece of merch that uh, just like it goes with everything and um, just a nice around the house tee. And since I've been around the house, that's what I'm wearing. Engelbert. Uh, any relation to Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> no. Yeah. Spiritually. Just another, mm-hmm. just another long name. Fun name. He did uh, it was like Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. That was his hit. And like he did a cover of that. Yeah. Yeah. His real name was Arnold Dorsey. Wait, he uh, he just changed it. To, he, changed he changed it, it to it? yeah to be to become Engelbert Humperdinck to become memorable. Yeah, and it worked. You wouldn't forget him at Central Casting. 
Nice. So this week, uh, I've been vibing with my, uh, it's a, a thing that I discovered when I moved about six months ago that I forgot I have is like, usually you lose things in a move, but this was the thing that I discovered. It's this, like what I thought was a silver, like cuff that I got in Pakistan, like four years ago that I bought like a souvenir shop and haggled with the understanding that it was made of silver. But the more I wore it, the more that it's like flaked off and it's just actually like brass or copper, but I still really like it. Um, it's like sort of small and unassuming and it's nice to like, I- I'm not a jewelry person whatsoever. Um, but, uh, having something like this, like on my wrist when it's like super, super hot here, it's like a hundred degrees in Denver today. Um, having that like cool touch of metal, not a bad thing, not a bad thing. And, uh, feel like it is, uh, accentuating my lounge singer CD look that is like only been amplified by the addition of the like Hanes tank tops. And that forest designs rayon that uh, I, I only have you two to thank for. Yeah, we're just like really we're your spirit guides on this sexy sleazy journey. Uh-huh. You're, you're gonna slut me up, and uh, I'm here I'm telling for you. It. You gotta dress sluttier this summer, David. Uh, <laughs> you see this? I was gonna line. go with merch. I was gonna go with merch as well, but I'll save mine because it's good and it should have its own. I'm gonna go with. I found this tote that I don't know, like, no, the tag, I cut it off, so I'm assuming that I wasn't thrilled with the tag, but it's just, like, this, like, frayed tag at the top. Uh, looks like it one point had a brand on there, but there's no other tags or identifiers on this thing. It's navy blue, and it has so many pockets. It has, like, water bottle pockets on the outside, and, like, also pockets on either side of the outside, and then one little one on the inside, a divider, and then a snap at the top with some long straps. It's, like, the perfect tote. It's navy blue, um, and I used it like all weekend. And I don't know where this thing came from. Like I, I wish I knew. It's like it's like the sisterhood of the traveling tote bag. Like I feel like it just like it appeared in my life for for no good reason. Like I was like going through a bag of tote bags, and I was like, "Fuck, is this?" Do you and have any memory of it from before? No, or no? Like fucking none. Like I, wow. I got it in a fugue state or something. Like I have no, <laughs> f- I, I've, I live by myself for three years. Like it's not like this thing could come across <laughs> me. Like in, I have no idea where this thing came from, but it immediately became like, I moved all my things from my other tote into this tote. Like it was instant. Like a hermit crab. Uh, yeah. I, I found my new shell. All right, make a note that we're launching a tote bag brand called Fugue State because mm-hmm. that's very sick. Uh, I'm not mad at that. Do I get a piece? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you just had created it. <laughs> I love that. I, for, I just, I also feel like I could have played the role of the person who, like, four years down the road, gave an angry interview, like and, a Winklevoss. Yeah, vibe. you know, like I, feel, yeah, I was thinking more as Saverin. Like, I just okay. feel like I've got more of a Garfield, like Andrew Garfield thing, anyway, compared to true. compared to an army Armin. The new haircut is definitely helping there. Compared yeah. to baking soda. But yeah, no, that's just my... Uh, yeah, it's my MVP. It's a tote bag. Super interesting, but... Uh, yeah, as you say, like a lot of people are like, oh, you're not truly an adult until you have like XYZ, like you have a, a, a standing mix or whatever. But I think it is the, the tote bag full of other tote bags that will never I think be that's used. my that's my personal cast iron skillet yeah because i don't have one of those and i'm not gonna get one like it just sounds like a lot every time someone's like you need to get one then they also follow that with like 17 rules 
that I must follow once I buy it. And I'm like, yo, but like, I have a pan. I understand what you're saying. I have a pan. It's not hard. It's not hard. There aren't any rules. There are no rules. It's just right. It's the Outback Steakhouse of pans. That's that's the Outback Steakhouse. Can you make a blooming onion? Uh-huh. You could, I could make a blooming onion probably in my cast iron skillet. If I come to Denver, we're going to put that to the test. Okay, come. I, I, I challenge you. I do not have an uh, exhaust vent in my kitchen, so uh, you're going to have to sleep uh. with the smell. This will kill us. I like yeah. this. Cool. All right. If you have an MVP that you want to tell us about, uh, email us at blowout at heddles.com or call us at uh, the number that I'll, t- I'll say at the end of the thing because I, I don't know it off the top of my head. Has no one called us No still? one's called us. Jesus Christ, guys. Get it together. Call us. That phone number is like turning into the Zagat rating from nine years ago that you haven't gotten one like since where it's like, hey, what's happened in the last decade? <laughs> like people need to call us. Like I feel like there's like a diminishing return if like the last one you got was in 2011. Yeah. Like, like you just like maybe you take them down. The one but, like on the wall, at like the Greek place that uh, hasn't been cleaned since 2015, <laughs> but like the Zagat is from 2009. Yeah we, yeah, we were great over a decade and a half ago. Um or we are noteworthy. But yeah, call us. Call us. Yes. Yeah, 720-675-7098. I'll start putting in the show notes too. Attention blowout listeners. Stop by the Heddle shop for a wide assortment of sweaters, knits, and Teamster tees available in the newest colors and styles. Our denim tops and jeans for men's and boys are made in USA and are available in a rainbow of colors at a low heddles price. Visit shop.heddles.com and use the code BLOWOUT for a special listener discount. Moving on from that, as, as you know, we're at the end of July, which means it's almost August, which means it is almost fall. Uh, and the time for new product to be dropping, which uh, I figured it would be the time to put on our sociology hats, start to read the tea leaves for what's coming this fall, and uh, do our our trend predictions. You know, we're we're not all that, uh, or at least I'm not all that trendy. I I, I bought as as you know, like uh, three articles of clothing last year, but just thought we'd um you know make our uh two cent predictions of what we think will be hot, what we think will fade away, what subcultures and aesthetics will resonate, and what are the, the bigger forces in the zeitgeist that will come out in clothing, aside from, you know, free Tibet, because that one's not going to come out. We have some just larger predictions. I've, I've got mine, but I will, I'll, I'll be ranting for a while once uh, I get started. Well, I'm really curious to, to, to know, I mean, I have some kind of like wide you know, some big swing, uh, not big swings, but just some kind of general feelings. But I'm, I am curious, Reed, to to know what you think because I feel like you, of any of us, are perhaps most plugged into the zeitgeist. Uh, I feel like that's that's a big responsibility to hold uh, right now. I have, uh-huh. I got thoughts. I think you called it sexy grandpa last week, like yeah, or not last week. I have no, I have no concept of time. So when I say last week, I mean, previously folks last um, month, who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's just a figure of speech at this point. Um, but I feel like sexy grandpa has been like, I've had a couple mohair cardigans that have gotten zero love from folks up until last winter. 
And then like yeah. the tail end of last winter, people were like, I've had these things for three years and like end of last winter, people were like, yo, that's a sick cardigan. And I was like, okay, like, I think we might be moving into like, like mohair might've like hit the tipping point. Like, and it's not just like a Tumblr, like whatever, like the new version of like the hashtag menswear thing on Tumblr was like where people get excited about it. Like it, it was the thing where people who were like, that's a cool sweater knew what sweater it was. If that makes sense. They're like, in their head, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the needles one, right? Like, But like now I feel like people are just like, that's cool. You look like a stuffed animal. Where can I look like a stuffed animal? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so if, you were, if you were up on this before anyone else, then you're a sexy great-grandpa. No, no, I think I just, I'd like, I, I am obsessed with comfort. Like, in, especially in clothes, not like in life. Like, I have no, I'd stand on the subway and I'd, like walk everywhere i don't i don't give a shit about that but like as far as my mm-hmm. clothes are concerned like i just don't i'm a big cardigan person because i like that it opens in the middle but i don't like zips so i don't do zip hoodies because i'm neurotic mm-hmm. um so that like kind of covers that that thing otherwise i'll do like a pullover i think i think you're gonna see like the fucking like kurt cobain grunge ass like that sweater that fit like i got that entire world boxy cotton sweater last like early spring i guess and i love that thing um they're sold out they haven't gotten any back in any other colors like in months and i've been trying to get it that's always like a good gauge i feel like of what's about to pop it's like what can't you keep stock um corduroy going Mm -hmm. back to the sexy grandpa um that shit hit sale up until like exclusively like it used to always as a fan of cord um i've got these cords that are like the whales on these things i swear to god are half an inch wide they're the sickest they're from brain they're incredible big um, flex no i look like a dog stuffed animal when i like like that's what my legs like they're great uh but i feel like cord is like actually going to like we're gonna see it at j crew and like they might actually yeah. like they might not all make sale this year kind of deal yeah. mm. um what, what whale count are you thinking on big cord like seven? the whale the ones Six, that I have four? the ones that I have have to be negative. I'm not even joking. Like they're they're the widest things I've ever seen in my life. Like mm-hmm. these things are one whale per inch. Like, it's like it's like a t- I think it's a two whale. I'm not I'm not kidding. Like it's insane um how wide they are. But no, like I think that like some like people are going to get into the wider though, just because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like those things are they're they swaddle your legs, you know? Um and then sweater vest, I think, is my last one. Oh, no, I bought one yeah. more after sweater vest. But I think sweater vest, to keep with that theme, is, like, I've been seeing vests just in general all summer. Like, people just going, like, I'm hoping cotton knit vest, like, sweater vest, because, like, holy shit, if you're mm. rocking a wool one right now in New York, like... Psycho. Yeah, like, we're past brave. Like, <laughs> we're, we're into, like, are you okay territory? Like what's going on? Wait, these aren't like um, utility vests with like pockets and stuff that are like no, like uh, tennis, like tennis sweaters. Really, like, in the summer? Norms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with just like a pair of like wide leg khakis or like a pair of shorter but wide shorts. Like I've been seeing the Gerald. Seeing that Gerald, uh, yeah, Gerald. I feel like or is Gerald moved beyond window. that now? I think Gerald's moved on it because they over when the Overton window tax toward Gerald. Gerald's tax away from that window mm-hmm. um 
like he's rocking black derbies all summer long. Like that's just like that's what he's been wearing is just derbies. Um, but yeah, those and then the last one I've got is moving fair isle from sweaters onto different shit. Like that fair isle, like those like traditional motifs. I feel like we're gonna see those like on pullovers and like the utility vest you're talking about, David. Just like kind of taking that thing outside because I feel like I've been seeing that. I those were everywhere last winter. Mm-hmm. Like is an accent like detail, or just like they're printed. Like I really hope I don't see like a fucking like car coat done in a fair aisle, but like I would not be surprised if I saw like an actually decent one hit the market. Mm-hmm. Those are my those are mine. I I think that you and I would be on the same page, Reed, because I I echo. I think sexy grandpa's going to be big. I think we're going to see kind of like the sweater vest, the the Tyler the Creator thing. I think that we're also going to see kind of like a workwear approach to that kind of prep, like you know, like the frayed Oxford shirts that very like Ivy, the old Ivy style kind of thing, like people wearing ostensibly nice clothes until they like fall apart kind of thing. Um, so like, yeah, frayed dress shirts maybe. And like, I think cords are going to be big. I'm trying to figure out what like the next like work pant du jour will be, you know, cause I feel like two, like a while ago it was the Dickies eight, seven, four kind of came back into the zeitgeist. I think like last year, like Carhartt double knees were like app, like, you know, flying off the shelves. I mean, logically that would leave like Ben Davis maybe, but I just don't know. I don't know if that, that brand's ever going to pop the way that those others did, or if it even matters if those are just kind of like always going to be the thing. Because um, I feel like last year it was like a double knee Carhartt and Dunks, and that's what people wore. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that that's actually an interesting question. I will say I have been seeing old Avisu on asses around New York, Whoa. David. I've been seeing like some like we called it. I saw we called. I it. saw the pocket. I saw the pocket pair in the wild. You know the ones that just have like the pockets fucking everywhere running down. <laughs> really, the one that like, has, on like both thirty sides. pockets. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Like, I don't I, know if they're like, stitched open. I ripped open. those I, when I used to do the the worst of raw denim. That was like six years ago, seven years ago. To be totally honest, it looked fucking sick in context. I was like, yo, that guy is rocking the hell out of those Avisus. I was like, that is like that is the way I want. To. I, I was I think I might have been in so like Lower East when I saw him, but like I was like, of all the gaudy shit, I was just like happy not to see another Balenciaga like merch tee mm-hmm. and. But yeah, no, I've been seeing a Visu. So I think that like we might, I don't think we're going to get into that like weird at like, remember when they were like, just like, just do like the acid wash down the inside seam or like yeah. the splotchy denim. Like, I feel like we're not going to get back into that era, but I do think that there's like a world in which some of those like gaudier back pocket centric designs start making a, making a play here. And I think, and I don't think that's like completely, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit because I feel like like dudes like Ass Pizza, like you know that kid at all, Albert. He's for the young people. Like there's like a lot of like kid like again, like the cool kids love that dude. And I feel like there's like a lot of people that are that are making jeans kind of wild again. And so I feel like that's something we'll see once it once wall hit, like fall hits. Like scream like air brushing him and shit. He's like he's crazy. He'll get like 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 200 yards of denim roll them out in a park and just like throw out a blast on instagram and be like y'all come paint this denim with oh me. i have seen that yeah now that you mention it 
Yeah, and so like I and I and then that shit flies. Yeah, and, you and so like I feel like pants. Yeah, so I feel like that's something like if it moves, he's only got a couple more seasons where he can do it without us seeing like it on Urban done terribly. And so um, I feel like we're gonna get some like I don't know. I feel like we'll see that like sort of like yeah, Ivisu gaudy jean, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, I did almost buy a pair of Avisos this this past week. Whoa, uh, vintage. No, new? new, new. They're at, at Hinoya for like 200 bucks with the like uh, white goals painted on the back pockets. I didn't because, you know, I'm me, but uh, I thought about it. You almost <laughs> buying something, though, is like Albert and I buying something. I feel like enough, like you <laughs> uh-huh. commit the same way to almost the sa- like the way that we do when we actually own it and regret it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's edging. Retail edging. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, a technique I've perfected. Jesus. Um, I also want to <laughs> breeze past uh, David's edging <laughs> and mention, I think we're going to, I think like like Noah dropped that like double breasted uh, blazer um, last season or last year. And I feel like we might see more tailored stuff. Um, similarly, like, w- like, I don't think we're going to be seeing suits necessarily, but I think we'll see like maybe those kinds of nice, traditionally nicer pieces worn more like a chore code or like, a, you know, like worn in a more cavalier way. Um, and I think like I've started seeing that on like chillier around here. It's like the, how to talk to girls too. Uh, yeah. like playbook right like where it's just like some light wash jeans tucked in shirt but bigger and then that jacket that's like it looks like it doesn't fit but if you look close it fits i think that's like the thing that people don't like it's like oh that's a bigger jacket it's like yeah but it hits the shoulders on point so like like maybe like scale back that doesn't fit like and like, like that'd be my you're advice if you're bu- type uh like early 90s those ones have big suit. pads but yeah like that kind of thing but then just like sort of worn like albert said with with normal clothes, not like the Mickey Drexler, like dark denim and blazer mm-hmm. shit, like, like literally like thrown over the top, like a, like a chore coat or like a coverall or something like that. Did you guys realize, sorry to interrupt. I, I looked, I Googled corduroy French work trouser. Cause I, those are harder to find like the French workwear, but in a quarter, a wide whale corduroy. Oh, they're out and there. the first result. The first result was the J Peterman company. Which, like, I didn't know the J. Peterman company still existed. That's the one they make fun of a lot. We did a profile of J. Peterman and we interviewed J. Peterman last year. Really? Yeah, John did that one. Wow. You think J. Peterman would send me some stuff to wear on TikTok? Because I would do that. We'll see. That may be an anachronistic uh, collab. Mm -hmm. David, do we let do we let your batteries charge? I kind of want to. I want to hear this on this on this yeah, rant. I want to hear you unleash whatever whatever trend report you have. Okay. Or whatever you're disguising as a trend report, because I yeah, feel like I feel it. like this is a Trojan horse that we're about to wheel into our uh, wheel into our safe. Thank you, Reed. Safe I, area. I'm going in a very different direction here, um, and it's just sort of been like tapping into what I've felt being out and about and seeing the like clear dichotomy, I guess, between like people working service and like consumers has been the the thing where as like people that are working like at the mall or working at you know uh like restaurants or something like that still have to be masked and like 
set up in a way that like people that are there just to like consume or not. And how a lot of people have like completely forgotten how to have general human politeness, at least in my observation as like consumers. And I think like the, that uniform divide is uh, a thing that's going to inform a lot of at least like where I'm sort of trying to position myself and look more like, I don't know, identify more with like the people that are doing the service stuff rather than the people that are there to feed for lack of a better term. So I'm thinking like, you know, someone that works at like, uh, I don't know, Noodles and Company is is sort of my uh, my style inspiration for the future of someone that's wearing, you know, like lots of black, like twill pants, like a ill-fitting polo, like a hat, like uh, with like the curved brim or the visor, like maybe the ponytail, ponytail pulled through. I do that. Sure. I do that right now. And uh, like uh, I. I've been thinking of this in my head as essential workwear is, is what I've been calling it of uh, like, not necessarily like cosplaying as someone that like does one of these like retail service jobs, but like showing that it's not necessarily the, the same divide in class of like, I feel like the athleisure look of someone rolling up, like wearing all under armor or something to like yell at someone behind a counter um or lululemon probably yeah lululemon is definitely big in there as well but yeah i see this with like twill chinos like tees dark sneakers ball caps like big polos also seeing this in terms of like municipal workwear that like i saw this you know a few years ago too of like um when people would ask me like oh what's coming next and be like cowboys and garbage men cowboys and garbage men are coming and this is like in 2018 and I still feel like the the garbage men look is still coming of like high vis orange or like municipal like park worker green, um, like reflective panels like uh, like nylon, um, sort of like that that like shiny like uh, like matte look you know that like makes that swish sound when it rubs together. Um, I mean, Heron Preston did the Department of Sanitation collection a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think stuff like that hasn't really hit the mainstream just yet. Cow Cowboy is all the way there, though. Cowboy's people done. Rocking, that that like, one popped. Yeah, that was like, they, people are rocking inch and a half heels and fucking bootcut jeans again. Like, mm. they got the cute, like, they got the Lucchese's or however. You know me in pronunciation, so I probably fucked up, but I'm better yeah. at brand. But. but I think Timberlands are coming back, because I was pushing you towards in, uh, in, in our, our failed champs segment. Yeah. Tim's well, never, Tim's never left. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like a lot of people like you. You don't see your um, your fashionista person wearing Tim's. You haven't seen them wearing them in for like fifteen years. I I I'll, to echo you, David. I think you may be onto something. I feel like I've been seeing things like chef's pants and chef's clogs. Like I've been seeing those kind of like on. I feel like those are kind of hitting. They're coming into the into the like spotlight, and um, you know, as we discussed, the deadliest job of of the whole pandemic was working as a chef. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we might be seeing people wearing those pieces. Um, yeah, I know that I can't recall the name. I think it's called Cookman or something. There's a brand that does that does uh, chefs' pants. Is that um, is that weird though? Is that weird to ask know. if it's weird? Like, would it, like, I feel like it'd be weird if we just like all went out and bought scrubs and just started mm-hmm. like wearing them on the subway. <laughs> like, like, like stolen I, valor for that. Like beyond, like, it's like, even if it's like in solidarity, it's like, what do you like? I, 
<laughs> like it's kind of weird. Like to be like, it's like, do you work in a kitchen? It's like, nah, man. Oh, I'm not like saying it's not weird, but I'm just saying like those are the uh, people that I uh, am identifying with more, and like mm-hmm. thinking that they are. I don't know, not nearly as uh, contemptible as the people that they're necessarily serving. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. Uh, but, uh, I've just, I feel like that has been trending just, just to your, to your point, David. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It's not necessarily the, the correct thing, but this is just where I think it's going. You know me, I'm going to keep wearing the same pair of pants and the same like three shirts that I bought 10 years ago. Uh, can we get you to get so I, I but like I think that the things that will be trendy this year this season will be stuff that you could be wearing and fucking up for many years to come like I don't know like a, a, a I don't know tweed blazer or something or like you know uh, a button down an Oxford button down like a fun one or a vintage one like that stuff the the rules of workwear apply where you know, that's like a high level thing to like be distressing those until you have to patch the elbows or whatever. Like that's very classic for uh, Oxford button downs. I'm set for life because uh, okay, my grandfather, yeah, uh, uh, the like uh, tried and true trad that he was bought like forty monogrammed Brooks Brothers shirts in like the the early '90s when they were still made in USA at Southwick. So I have, and like when he died a few years ago, they were like, does anyone want some of his clothes? And I was like, I want all the shirts. Give me all the shirts that uh, is. And they fit you? Sort of. He was a bit bigger than I was and his sleeves were a little bit shorter, but I can make them work. And they have, uh, his monogram was uh, VDS, which uh, Virgil DeWitt Shuck, where I I am David Shuck. So I just say it's, it's very David Shuck. You know, DeWitt, huh? Yeah. That's a big, that's New York. That's a big, uh, DeWitt Clinton. Mm-hmm. See that everywhere. No relation, but, uh. I mean, I assume the last name would have been more of the giveaway. Yeah. Uh, In that regard, first names can kind of glide from family to family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that, that's sort of where I, I, I hear you of, uh, I, maybe I will get some, a couple things this, uh, this upcoming season. I did like get a couple mm-hmm. things uh, vintage at a thrift store when I was in Austin that I'm excited for it to get cooler to wear. What did you get? Uh, I got a old like Russell Athletic tee, one of their tri blends that has like a picture of like an iron on like looks like someone just did it themselves of like a golden retriever with like a a, a duck hang out of its mouth. <laughs> okay, that looks very silly. And I got like an early '90s Hanes uh, hoodie that has like raglan sleeves made in USA and has like this neat, like it's got like a bar tack in the middle of the hood. So the, um, the drawstring can't come out. And it's this like early nineties color of blue that you don't see anywhere anymore. And it's got like an iron on, um, thing for like a local auto wash in Austin. Big fan of that. Wait, can't wait for it to get cool enough to wear that. Yeah, if you want to jump on that municipal workwear train, we've got some new Teamster hoodies that will hopefully be mm-hmm. out by the time that you hear this episode at the, the Heddle Shop, which you get, you know, 10% off code blowout. 
and some other juicy new arrivals that we'll we'll uh, tease soon. We'll tease soon. Those are those are coming up. So just keep paying attention to that heddle shop and supporting us. Uh, and we'll keep buy more clothes than David does, just for the love of God. Like for us, yeah. Not too many more because our environment can't take it. But just like that is not the baseline. The baseline is high. We're, we're, we've got multiple extremes on this show. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, call us. Call us. Call us. The number again is 720-675-7098. And uh, the email read is what? Blowout at heddles.com. Thank you. And yeah, if you want to support, you know, become a Heddles Plus member. You can hang out on our Discord and like talk to us and we'll we'll help you uh, out with clothing questions and maybe discourage you to buy things if you're me. But uh, otherwise, yeah, uh, check out the Heddles shop. We got a bunch of new stuff in there. Oh, and we got a bunch of uh, more Quint caps. If you have been waiting on a chance to get a Quint cap, you can get one of those now. I accidentally misentered the quantity, so it looked like they were sold out for like, I don't know, five or six days. They are not sold out. We have them. You can get them now, but they're going fast. Could I, could I say one last addendum before we go? Uh, I, so we talked about Guayabara shirts and whether or not you can and can't wear them a while ago. Do you remember this? I do remember this. Yes. So I was at a funeral recently, not for someone I'm very close to, but I was at a funeral and my one of my dad's uncles who is uh from mexico he what he wore to the the funeral was he wore a black wyabara shirt black sweatpants and a black cowboy hat and honestly it was the sickest funeral fit that i've ever seen has no not a single human being in that man's life fucks with him correct yeah. like like he <laughs> no, like no. he just he runs every situation he ever encounters yeah. am i, I wrong take yeah he's, he's not everything that i said about my fall predictions <laughs> that's that's the look that that is the look like if we're not all just doing <laughs> what were the what was on the feet i didn't i couldn't see because he walked he walked he left the funeral halfway was it through. pointy boots <laughs> I was gonna say this man had on some boots. Like we are, st- we are cooking with like like nuclear grade gasoline. You know, it's hard to say. I think he left early to drive the casino because that's kind of his vibe. So uh, can we hang out with know. him? You're doing nothing. Yeah, you're doing nothing to reduce this as the aesthetic of the fall. Like what the fuck? Who is this guy? He's the, so, besides uh, the mascot of our podcast. Uh, so next week we'll have him on and. <laughs> Not like literally none of us will be. He's just going to talk into a mic for an hour and a half. We're going to see what happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. It'd be a little scary, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that, that, that wonderful image. All right. Uh, until next time uh, and have a good week and we will catch you later. <laughs>